This is a presentation from Narara Valley Baptist Church, a church that's desperate for God and passionate for people. Yeah, look, I always love the stories, particularly at Christmas time, where somebody that people aren't expecting actually turn up to be part of the Christmas celebration. Uh, now, my brother and I, we, we've never pulled this off for our family, um, but we did manage to pull it off for a birthday. My mom and my sister, their birthdays are only a week apart, and we both did the foolish thing as sons, and we moved interstate away from our family. Uh, so there was one birthday a couple of years ago where we'd organised and we'd orchestrated and we'd liaised with Dad to actually surprise my mum and my sister for their joint birthdays, the presence of their son and their brothers. Uh, and there was nothing obviously haphazard about that. It wasn't accidental. Uh, they may not have expected it. It was a surprise to them. But on our part, it was very deliberate and intentional it was purposeful, and it was ultimately an expression of our love for them, that we wanted to be with them, near them, connecting with them. Well, what does this have to do with the Christmas story? I would suggest quite a bit. Uh, the Christmas story records the events of God coming to us perhaps in an unexpected manner, perhaps a surprise to those who were there at the first Christmas, but deliberate and intentional, an expression of God's great love for the world that he created. And throughout the Christmas story, hopefully you've been tracking it with us over the last couple of weeks, uh, we've seen God turn up in people's lives in quite surprising ways, haven't we? Uh, Mary, this fairly a kind of ordinary young girl, gets swept up to be part of what is an incredible part of salvation history as God uh, appears and interrupts her life. Uh, we've seen it in the life of Zechariah, a man who had served faithfully in the temple for decades and decades and decades and was getting to well, the end of his career and the end of his life. And he probably had thought, well, I've experienced all there is to experience of God. And yet God turns up and surprises him and invites him to know uh, this beautiful expression of God's faithfulness, that he would bear a son who would be the forerunner of the Messiah. Uh, we see that in Elizabeth as well. We see that in the birth of John the Baptist as the news spreads. There are these kind of surprising ways that God turns up and interrupts and comes amongst his people in the midst of their everyday lives, these ordinary, everyday people, but deliberate and intentional by a creator God who wants to express his love and his devotion to his people. And perhaps for me, there is no more surprising instance of this than the shepherds on the hill. Uh, we've read the story, we've, we've sung the story um, as well. These shepherds get to be the first people to hear the news that God has come in the flesh, that a saviour had been born, uh, that centuries of waiting and, and anticipation had been met as Jesus uh, comes into the world uh, in the flesh. So why shepherds? Does that not surprise you? Maybe some of you have been in church for so long it doesn't surprise you anymore. But I want to remind you of just how surprising that was. Shepherds. Shepherds are the first people that heaven announces that God has come to. They're out, and we read in Luke chapter 2 verse 8, that they're out nearby in the fields at night because, well, quite frankly, they're working, they're still on the clock. In the first century, shepherding is the kind of job that you have 
while you're looking for other jobs, right? It's not the kind of job that, that you would want. It is, it's uncomfortable. You've got to be out there with a sheep in the heat of the day uh, in a fairly dry part of the world, and at night you're still there, freezing cold, huddled around a fire, having to actively watch over the, the sheep. It's a fairly mundane job, following sheep around, watching them uh, eat grass and whatever else they can find, but it also carries with it this inherent threat and inherent danger. At any time, wild animals could come and take the life of one of the sheep that you're entrusted to take care of. Or, it is a valuable commodity, uh, there are all manner of people out in the hills surrounding uh, Jerusalem um, and Bethlehem and uh, all throughout the things that would love to come and lay hand on that sheep uh, and take it off you. Uh, it is, of course, also a fairly smelly job. Anybody uh, work with sheep here in the room? Anyone visit a farm where there's lots of sheep? That's a fairly unique smell, isn't it? One might even say a strong odour. Anybody ever gone camping out in the wilderness for a couple of days without a shower? Hmm, that's an interesting smell as well, isn't it? Combine the two, and well, you get what I'm saying. Shepherding was the kind of job you had while you were looking for other jobs. And yet it's to this group of people, it's to these shepherds that God arrives and announces not just the birth of Jesus, but he announces good news. It's the first proclamation post-Jesus' birth of the gospel, that today a saviour has been born. He is Christ the Lord, and the invitation is for the shepherds to go and to see and to experience it for himself. I want you to think on that for a moment. Do you think God is infinitely powerful, pretty wise, pretty deliberate and intentional about what he does, when and how and to who? Every other detail in this story is incredibly intentional, from the name of Jesus to his birthplace to his lineage to the birth of John the Baptist a few months prior. Everything in its place, deliberate, intentional, and I put to you, so too, God's choice of these shepherds to announce the birth of a saviour. I think it is a, a stunning announcement of intent to the world. That God is not just saying, I'm going to come to the world, but I'm going to come to you, to individuals' lives. I'm going to turn up in the lives of shepherds who are on heels, just doing their job, going about their ordinary, everyday lives, possibly dreaming about what other job they can apply for when they wake up in the morning. Now, for me, it's the comfort of knowing that God can meet them in the midst of their everyday life, and so he can meet me in the midst of my everyday life, can meet you in the midst of your everyday life. That God can come to us in our doubt, in our struggles, in our insecurities. He can come and presence himself among us as we sit around the table today. He can be with us in highs and lows, in, in work and family and relationships. God with us is this beautiful message of the Christmas story. You know, I uh, turned 40 uh, a few weeks ago. I know I don't look a day over 49, so that's good. Um, but that means for me that this is my 41st, if I've got my maths right, Christmas. As an Australian-born guy, that means 41 years of, of, of doing this. The trees and the presents and the rush at the shops, 
the great food, the family occasion, the stories of Santa and reindeer and nativity and Jesus, all kind of wrapped up into this thing that we do uh, in Australia. Perhaps more significantly for me, for the last 27 of those Christmases, I've celebrated and I've marked Christmas as someone who knows and has come to believe that Jesus is who God says he is. His son come in the flesh for me. And it's an incredibly powerful and moving experience every year. It's not to say that some years it doesn't escape me as I go through all the stuff that we do at Christmas. In all the familiarity sometimes, the the shock and the surprise, the, the unexpected nature of it can elude me. But for the most part, when I think about what God has done in coming to the world, I'm incredibly humbled and moved that God would love me this much. Deliberate, intentional, an expression of his great love. It's a little poem I found this week by a guy by the name of Glenn Scrivener that brings a freshness to Christmas to me and I hope it brings a freshness to Christmas to you. God in a manger, defenceless, infleshed, Emmanuel crying and fighting for breath. God in a manger, wriggling and raw, stranded on wood, enthroned on the straw. This is how much God loves you. This is the level of his commitment and intentionality to pursue you with his love, to presence himself not just in our world, but in your life. And maybe for some of us, it's been quite a long time since we've seen and connected and experienced the presence of God. Maybe for some of us, we've stopped looking for it, stopped asking for it, or maybe we've given up waiting for it. My encouragement this morning is to draw inspiration from this story, from these events. God turns up in human flesh. God turns up to a group of shepherds announcing good news. And God continues to turn up in my life time after time after time again. And I know for all those hearts who invite him to, and who are looking for him, he will turn up and make himself known to you as well. And so I pray this Christmas, and in the weeks and the months and the years ahead, that you would know this great and glorious God, the one that we call, the one that we worship as Emmanuel, God with us in the flesh. And if you want to chat more about this, if you want to maybe start searching for him, if you, you don't know him for yourself, please come and have a chat to myself, to Johnny. Uh, at the end of this service, uh, send us a, a message uh, during, during the week as well because we'd love to come alongside you as you journey towards him as well. We do have a couple of resources just on the info desk out there as well. Our best place to start is to read the story for yourself. So there are Bibles out there. It's our gift to you if you're visiting with us uh, and a little booklet as well explaining why we believe what we believe that God come in the flesh, surprising, unexpected, but deliberate and intentional, the pursuit of God, drawing us into a relationship with him. So why don't we respond in song, invite you to stand, and we're going to recall that first night, that holy night, and think about our response. Will it be to fall on our knees in worship as well?
This has been a presentation from Narara Valley Baptist Church, a church that's desperate for God and passionate for people. To continue the conversation, we invite you to join us Sundays at 9.30am and 5pm or on our website at www.nvbc.info.